0: To adventure guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the human.
1: I'm Nick the human. Eric, that thank you for remembering that we had that. We have so many songs. Sometimes you just got to remember.
0: Happy Halloween, everyone! Hey, it's here our we. Halloween special episode.
1: Fourth time.
0: Probably yes. Fourth episode, yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. It, yeah. Right. Is that is that true?
1: <laughs> or third? Wait, 2022 <laughs> this,
0: this is, is the... this is the fourth Halloween that's existed in the era of adventure guys. Congratulations, everyone.
1: That makes me want to throw up. I was just (laughs) thinking about how that, um, hearing that just bring hearing that song brought me back. Cause I think it was like episode five or something.
0: It was pretty early on. We had Adam Cohen, I think for our first Halloween
1: episode. And, uh, it was just, I was like, Oh, what a better time that was. (laughs) I know like COVID is privileged to say, but it's just, that I gotta tell you what, Eric, um, my mental health today is not good. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just putting it out there. We put it all out there for the adventure family. Uh, I'm sneezing up a storm too. Um And uh yeah, but I will say we've been doing this now that we've been doing this for so long that <clears throat> it's like conditioning or like we came in and we started doing the, watching the, the episode and doing the podcast. And I feel better because we're adventure guys.
0: Yeah. It's been. A couple of weeks since we did an episode, we missed our weekly schedule. We got six weeks in a row, the first six episodes of Fiona and Cake, and we missed last week. We were just too busy. Sorry, we really, everyone. We
1: really did our best to stay current for a while. <laughs>
0: yeah, but you know what? The Fiona and Cake bump is over. Yeah. Like, even even before you know, we missed that that week, our numbers started dropping off hard. After the finale of Fiona and Cake aired, like, nobody cares anymore. So if you are still here, and you do still care... Thank you for not being just a fair weather fan.
1: Yeah, and if you got if you joined in, we got some new people who in the door. Uh, thanks and welcome. Uh, if you're new, I want to say it's still the season to listen. It's the perfect season to be listening to Eric's new solo album. Oh yeah, that came out. That's yeah. here. That happened it is great. We talked about it on the last episode.
0: Yes, I have the vinyl in hand. Well, it's not in my hand. It is in my parents' hand. It was delivered to my parent's house a few days ago uh but i haven't been there yet because i live in my van i park it here in brooklyn and i work every fucking day so i yeah i I have that's my delivery address i gotta uh go back there oh it's gonna be another few days before i get back there but the vinyl has arrived um it will ship starting october 29th 30th october 30th
1: which was probably yesterday. Which will
0: probably be the day this episode airs.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, go do it. Go to ericdano.bandcamp.com. While Bandcamp still exists, go... uh... Right,
0: before Bandcamp uh, runs out of MP3s, (laughs) it's entirely possible, or at least half of the MP3s. Yeah. (laughs) They they fired half of their staff.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. And then while you're there, go to manywords.bandcamp.com. I think after three years of gesturing, I am finally releasing some music. It's happening? Yeah. On October 27th, a couple days ago, the first song... A couple
0: couple days ago in posting timeline. Yes. But okay, as we're talking, that's like a couple days from now?
1: Yes. Okay. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's the first music I'm putting out. I recorded that song when I had COVID in October of 2020. Uh, But yeah, I, I... Okay, I'll just say this. I've been talking about putting up music and I'm still actively working on music all the time. And I, this summer, I was like, God damn it, this has to get finished. Eric helped me finish it and mastered this whole album and remixed a song and then mixed another song. And thank you for helping me. Sean, who we hope to have on the pod soon, was like a, a spiritual. Cheerleader when I made a lot of this living with him and it was like, this is my pandemic thing. I was like, it, it has I have to come out. It has to come out. Like I was always excited for this. My I had this plan where we're gonna be a whole bunch of these, but who knows what'll happen in the future. But I'm actually gonna release an album and no matter what happens, I almost don't care. It's just the fact that it's happening. Yes,
0: that is a great mindset to be in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just put it out and whatever happens, happens.
1: Yeah, because it was like the most fun thing to make I've ever made. Uh, and and then I finished it, and it took a lot to finish it. That's is that's, that's an old adage, right? Like the last twenty percent or whatever is the hardest, or something like. Yeah. When was
0: the last time you released music publicly?
1: Godbrother in two thousand and sixteen or seventeen. So it's been a while. Yeah.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you, thank you for helping me actually finish it. I I, uh, I talked. You talked me through a lot of it. Yeah. So it's it's everywhere. It's called Many Words is the project. And it's going to be a collection of, like, these, like, short songs, basically. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah. Genre experiments. Um, The album, uh, which I'm only going to say here, is called Explorations 001, Austin. And, uh, yeah, the idea was to, like, actually, like... I'm gonna write a whole essay, Jeff Rosenstock style. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Um, and, but like the idea was like, oh okay, I'm gonna just actually start creating and working on music and not like waiting for inspiration or the right moment and like push through that resistance and just like make shit and like sit down for three hours and do something. And it was insane. It was like, I mean, I was in a great mental headspace then, <laughs> and it was it was insane. It was like just sitting down for three hours and be like, I'm gonna make something, and like. Most of the time, I did that. I like what kind of came out of it. It's yeah. it's amazing how that works.
0: Yeah, it, I, I mean, this is something that I that I learned like when I was in school, I guess. But it's been like a huge help for me. It's just like if you set the time aside and you're just like, "All right, here's my music time." You sit down, you do the work. Like if you just get used to that, like that being a thing that you can do. Yeah. then you don't have to like wait for the inspiration. You don't, yeah, you don't have and, to like be procrastinating until like the right time or the right set of circumstances.
1: Yeah. It was like such a mystery to me, especially I remember in college trying to do it, and afterwards where you get the inspiration, then you follow it. But then for me, sometimes I wouldn't have the tools or know the right chords for it. Then I get frustrated and then I try to finish it and it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. And then I'm pissed off and then I'm all <laughs> like, ah, oh, I don't have the, the skills and like you're getting all inside your own head and a uh, I mean, when I, I read a bunch of, um, of books, I highly recommend Jeff Tweedy's how to write one song and Steve Martin's, uh, up book, more standing up. And they both talked about the value of sitting. I mean, Jeff Tweedy, I think I've talked about this on pod, like hundreds of episodes ago, probably when I started doing this, but he talks about like the myth of inspiration and artists and like, there's, I, I think there's a lot of good stuff, but like, I think as I start reading about real true creative professionals and everything like there are those gifted people that just the inspiration hits them and they have to be inspired to write and whatever but i think that like the secret is that a lot of the people who do it do it a lot and that's how they got good at it <laughs> i what is what does jake say the first step to being oh sucking at something is the first step towards being kind of good at something kind of okay, okay. at something Oh, kind of okay at something. yeah um and then you just keep going. And you know what? Um I finished this. Oh yeah. Explorations 01. Probably this is what probably I'm gonna call it, Eric. Do you like that title?
0: I love that title. <laughs> it's there's so many parts to it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> It's got a bunch of parts and then I it can I can name them all that and they can change. <laughs> um we'll see how it goes. Um and yeah, anyway, many words. Please check it out. Eric, Dano. Dude, so I listened to uh, Book of Spells this morning while I was like um, doing some work at a coffee shop. And I realized that um, I had listened to it, but then I like I glazed over because when we listened to it with uh, Carol and Steve when they were here, you still had like um, like a few things to add, which was like Jack's uh, vibraphone and Allie's vocals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and those were like really good moments. And, uh, dude, the flute on the first track, who's doing that? Is that food? Yeah, dude. That is just like makes the whole song for me, the flute. And and then there's there vibes in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those two things combined with that is just mm, chef's kiss.
0: Treads got flute, not utilized nearly enough. No, dude, I love
1: flute. God damn. I would <laughs> love to learn how to play flute
0: flute is uh, a really interesting instrument I, i feel like the um the embouchure is the hardest part and there are people that like can move their fingers really quickly and get all the all the all the notes in there but like they just don't have good embouchure it's like such a quirky instrument yeah um i own two piccolos and i don't have a flute like i I don't, my journey has led me to this very awkward place. That's (laughs) funny. I got to buy like a suit and flute just so I have it in my arsenal. Yeah. I could maybe trade a piccolo for it. (laughs) 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 Oh,
1: man. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah. I don't know, dude. I still think it's like, I listened to today. I was like, I think this is Eric's best, like maybe his best album. I mean, Lavos was like a fucking triumph. Lavos was
0: a bigger concept. um, But, as far as like an album that's just like some songs that I wrote? Yeah. Yeah, I th- I I think it's the best thing I've done. I think it's the best like studio work that I've done. Um I think I really like the sound of it. It's not like it's not like super polished, but it's also like it I don't know, it, it sounds very tapey. I didn't actually record anything to tape, but I used a lot of tape plugins and I I got the sound that I wanted.
1: Hell yeah. Uh yeah, that's good, dude. I was happy to see Kraken, Falman the listeners. Oh, I
0: yeah, I only, I noticed that today that I, and I was like, huh, I hadn't even thought thought about that. That's but good. <laughs> I I I haven't promoted this record at all. Like I've just been <laughs> tweeting here and there. Um, but I have I didn't do a music video. I didn't do any press. Um, I just don't have the fucking time.
1: Yeah. Well, it exists in the world and it's good. It's keeping up your momentum, like, and keeping it going. I, I don't know. I think it's wonderful. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna play it here, so it's going in the background to rack up some streams.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, you, what you, what you, you should check out right now is t- today, uh, uh, the day we're taping this. Power Up released a new record on Scott Punk International. Yeah. Uh, and it fucking shreds. Oh my gosh, this record is some. Real top tier ska core.
1: All right. Okay, cool. I've got that bookmarked or open.
0: Yeah, listen, put, put put on one of the songs right now. It's just it's the the ground they cover is outrageous. Uh, <laughs> put on. Um, put on the song king kong off of this album it like this song does like this fucking crazy ska core shit it does rx bandits it does men women and children
1: really yes dude they made this for you (laughs) we got mega infinity on a track yeah and dissidente yep This is almost like uh, Resignation or something. Yeah.
0: Dude, that's such a Resignation thing.
1: This part? Yeah, oh. but with
0: that harmony coming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dude's got a wild voice. Wow, this is good. Dude, Hall of got to play some shows in Power Up. Mm
0: -hmm. We actually had a show booked with them in June of 2020. (laughs) Rest in peace. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we were going to play up in uh, Massachusetts with them for for the, uh, the release tour of our Sunk Cost EP, and that had to be scrapped.
1: Is the rest of their stuff like this?
0: Uh... One was the, it. The last thing they released was. I mean, yeah, it's 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 like this, but this is like a huge, a huge leap forward for the fucking I mean, ska core genre. They
1: haven't released anything in five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the bass is ripping it too. Yeah. Ooh. I'm skipping through because...
0: Yeah, it goes a bunch of different places. Cool. All right. Yeah, if you like Kill Lincoln, if you like any of the bands on Bad Time Records, if you like my band, you should like power up. It's spelled P-W-R-U-P. All one word.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, here's an, a really cool album I found, not from a friend, but, um, Joseph Shabison. Okay. Now he made an album, dude, Eric, I'm telling you about this. Cause this is the kind of shit. This is the kind of fuckery you're going to get into. This guy has a project. He makes kind of like jazz adjacent type of music. He made an album. It's called welcome to hell. Um, and the first song I, I heard from it, um, was called um, Jamie Thomas. Now, if you hear Welcome to Hell and then title Jamie Thomas and you think about uh, what I did, my brain lit up because I was like, wait, that's the skateboarder. And I was like, and Welcome to Hell, like, he's in that skate video. So what this dude did, and I was like, okay, so wait, what? And I go to the album on Spotify, and it's like um, Ed Templeton, uh, Lisa Steamer, uh, Brian Anderson, all oh. the- All the skaters from Welcome to Hell. So then I go to the band camp while it's still alive. And um, what I find is that this guy, who's like a jazz adjacent dude, put together a band and made a whole album as a sort of like reimagining of a score for the classic skate video, Welcome to Hell. Whoa. And he actually got uh, the okay from the head of Toy Machine, Ed Templeton to like do it and ed templeton did a painting to give him as the art
0: oh yeah that's what that's the
1: right the toy machine guy but it's all it's like weird and then on the band camp i don't know if this is anywhere else he literally took the original welcome to hell with his new score over it that's so rad i was like Cause I feel like you and I love these concepts and I was like, (laughs) this guy took a concept and went, um, you can hear how crazy the music is. It's all instrumental. It's like jazz adjacent. I mean, I love nothing more than anything having to do with skateboarding. Um, really cool project. So Joe, Joseph Shabison, I th- hope I'm saying his name right. Welcome to hell. Go to his band camp. Um yeah, it's cool. I mean, dude, it's the whole so go listen to that. The whole band camp thing is just a, it's kind of a bummer. Um music you know, industry is crumbling. You know, I I was listening to a another podcast today. I was actually listening, I was listening to podcasts. I was listening to IndieCast, and the music writer Steve Haydn was talking about. He was like, he he was talking about how. They were kind of like, I can't believe this happened. They're like, Bandcamp accomplished the impossible, which was they made purchasing MP3s feel personal and fun and gratifying. And they're like, and now it has the risk of being lost. But, you know, they were because it's like, we're at that point where it's like, who's going to pay for MP3s? But like, because like the, the idea of doing it on iTunes is so impersonal. It's like, they literally made a record store on the internet and it was cool. And you knew you're who you were supporting. And then they had the whole editorial thing and they wrote about crazy ass music that nowhere else would would feature on the internet it was so cool i remember going to like Bandcamp radio and a lot of people listen to that and like and they're reading their things and
0: they had had such like a like a weird discovery process where it's like these people that work on this platform would just like browse through music that was on the platform and they would just like find some wild shit and then write about it yeah
1: (laughs) it's really cool um i don't know it's 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 it felt like a re- a great thing to exist. Like it, it was like this like little pocket of the industry that needed to exist. Especially like you know, blogs aren't as big of a thing anymore, and people are going to watch shows. And it's like the 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 Spotify playlists are saturated with like major label artists and TikTok things. And it's like, oh, here's somewhere like you need places like this on the internet to highlight little. Just cool, sh- cool things happening. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. Hopefully, something else sprouts up in its place, or th- all this backlash makes the song trader people change their mind.
0: It seems like indie labels are making a bit of a comeback. Oh yeah. Um. And buying directly from labels stores is is becoming uh more common than it has been in like the last fifteen years. Yeah. Um. I just bought that power up record today from from Scott Punk International's website.
1: It's cool. I mean, it's something we've all known, but just as the cultural landscape continues to widen, we're going to need more places that tell us, like help us sift through the mass landscape. It seems like something's going to have to happen. And like, we can let the algorithm do it, but I always think there's going to be a place for things like this. At least, I mean, maybe for for me, uh, that's how I prefer it. I know other people like different things, but... Uh, yeah we'll see go for support I mean dude we've just spent a lot of time on music talk and I know that we've been told to not do this uh,
0: well those people are probably gone now
1: oh right well let's get to the part they would have liked <laughs>
0: this part is dedicated to everyone who's no longer listening it's yes. our episode discussion
1: episode discussion Dude, I... Okay, uh, so I, I... I Okay, I this is why phones are bad. I went to just pick up my phone to get my notes, because I take notes still during this, and that's why I miss the snail every time. Uh, and uh, someone had sent to my group chat a video, and I'm and I'm like, oh, whatever, I'm going to go back to my thing. But all I see is naked, got punched with double fist at the end. Yeah, that was a bit much. And it's like they're discussing some video, someone said, and like, dude, look at this. It's a... It's people fighting in a department store, but one of the guys is, that guy's fully naked. You see that? Whoa, that guy's naked too. What? Whoa. Dude, the internet's crazy. Um, so I, I don't know.
0: Was he making those sounds as he was punching him?
1: Boom, boom, boom. Oh, was he saying boom? Oh, dude, <laughs> dude, that's like an actual fucking fight. <laughs> There's another video that I sent you that one video. Uh, um, that was original sharks. Goes to them. I sent you that one video of the guy who is driving. Right. <laughs> and then he like, was yelling at his camera like he was doing a rant and then he crashed his car. <laughs> what? No. Dude, I must have sent that to you. I'm I'm really off topic here, but <laughs> um I was like, let's talk about the episode. <laughs> oh dude, I found look at all these tattoo artists that should have done our tattoos. Um anyway, uh let's talk about this episode
0: okay fine uh fiona cake season one episode seven the star
1: the star Um, so
0: all these episode titles are characters that the episodes focus on so this is um a pseudonym for marceline in this vampire world the star
1: and we meet this marceline and this marceline is not the marceline we've ever known
0: yeah this marceline sucks um It's, and she sucks because she never had a Simon. Yeah. The episode opens up with sort of a flashback of Marceline finding Simon, but he's already just a dead body.
1: Yeah. Which is kind of uh, disturbing to see.
0: So we know that that's the context of how this Marceline became who she is, which is like straight up villain.
1: Straight up villain. Yeah. Straight up just like killing anyone. It's really fucked.
0: She's like just a hench person for the vampire king.
1: And is why is the vampire king Lion Dude?
0: That's um that goes back to the stakes miniseries when they explain Marceline's whole backstory. Hmm. She, Marceline is a half human, half demon. She gets like that's her, like her her demon power is to suck souls. She then gets turned into a vampire also. She's just, like, stacking her abilities. And when she is a vampire, she can combine her demon soul-sucking power to, like, take other vampires' powers. So she has, like, this skill set that's, like, ultra-powerful. Yeah. This version of Marceline from this this alternate timeline never fought against the vampires. So I guess she just accepted.
1: And then, like... Corraled them to be her henchmen. Yeah. Kind of smart. I guess. Except it fucked up the entire world. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's dead. And like literally at the end, uh, PB is like, or I guess she's not even a princess.
0: No, she's just Bonneville.
1: Yeah. Um, Literally says like your food supply is going to run dry, which is a big conundrum for vampires. I never really thought about.
0: Right. You ever see the movie Daybreakers? No. Fun movie. Uh, predates a lot of the vampire pop culture craze. Mm. I forget when that movie came out. But uh, they sort of drop you into a world that's like already mostly vampires. They they don't waste a lot of time on like the origin of of like the, 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 the world development or anything. They're just like, most people are vampires now. And they're running out of humans. And like normal ass people are vampires. So like the government is like basically like their policy is about like how to conserve enough blood, human blood to feed the population. And they're running out of actual humans. And
1: <laughs> wow,
0: it's, a, it's an interesting concept. And you
1: got, you got Willem Dafoe in it. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a good vampire. Oh, yeah. Ethan Hawke. Hell yeah. That sounds interesting.
0: Yeah. They're, um, what is it like? Uh, I didn't, I watched a few episodes of true blood. Right, but, like, they, like, the concept of true blood is, like, they f- they figured out, like, a synthetic blood that could feed vampires. Okay. Like, I don't think they ever got that in Daybreakers, so they're, like, watering down, like, human blood. Like, it's only, like, 20%, like, real, and then, they, then like, rations are running low, so, like, they're give, giving out, like, 10% human blood, and, like, people are, like, vampire people are starving. Oh, wow. <laughs> It, it's a yeah. It's it's a, a a fun creative concept on on a vampire world, but that's probably what's about to happen here. Here, yeah, yeah.
1: Um. So yeah. So we've got our our, our main trifecta of, of the series, really, which is um, Fiona, Cake, and Simon, um, their old inhabitor, and they zap there, and what's revealed is that the the remote isn't working properly it's getting a little overheated a little bit you know crazy i mean they've been messing with that thing the whole time so he's like hey this might only get us one more zap we got to make the most of this world um and then they almost get eaten by vampires until cake saves the day which really makes you go so we remarked in the first like, the last couple Cake episodes, first, Cake is just using her right arm and making it really big. Yeah. Because we're like, oh, yeah, she's learning how to use these powers. And that's how this would usually go, is, like, slow. In this episode, Cake is, like, fully in control of her powers and, y- like, exploring them in big new ways. She's
0: figured it out. And she is OP because of it. And whereas Jake has sort of become complacent with his powers yeah. and is, like, sort of a very... um chill kind of personality who just basically nurses himself because of his own laziness all the time. Cake is not anywhere close to that point yet. She's still excited by her powers and she's realizing how powerful she can be in a fight. So, yeah, she's handling everything. Yeah. <laughs> Fiona and Simon would be fucked without Cake.
1: Oh, yeah, dead. I mean, the whole the whole episode <laughs> yeah. and every turn. <laughs> and what's great about it is that Bonable comes by and, and after and like, hey, says what's up and is just like, you strange cat. Like yeah. that was awesome.
0: Yeah, your mutant cat, like we need you. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah. And then and then later they literally go like, you stopped and help us, like before. And then Monibol's like, No, I stopped because I needed your cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um and yeah, they go inside like PB, they have like a really butch P B. Um, and we go inside her tank and we meet the crew, and the crew is just huntress wizard.
0: Oh, not a wizard a
1: princess yeah
0: or not a princess what is it just a person oh just huntress. just huntress. okay
1: yeah. oh yeah because i mean they're not and she's not princess bubblegum because there's no there's nothing to be princes of yeah because that the whole ooh is all fucked um and then we have martin mertens yeah now we don't get to spend enough time with martin in this episode but they kind of almost lead you to believe that this is a universe where he's like a good caring guy. Like <laughs> yeah. he actually like he, he like puts himself in harm's way to like save Fiona. He seems to have an emotional connection to this baby Finn. They accidentally brought in from baby world and then like dies trying to save Fiona's life. Like that's not Martin behavior.
0: Yeah. Uh, who knows what happens in this world that gave him that personality. Cause there wasn't really ever anything in the original Adventure Time series that made Martin a dick. He kind of just always was. So like what what was different that made him give a shit in this universe? I don't know.
1: I don't know. What's Finn's mom's deal?
0: Minerva? Yeah. She was like a like a doctor.
1: Right. I'm just wondering if they had a better relationship in this world or something.
0: Well, they probably never met.
1: Oh, and he never had a fin. Yeah. And then that's why he's okay. Maybe that... He wasn't racked with guilt about being a deadbeat dad, and he just got to be himself and then was better for it.
0: I don't know. I mean, Martin... Going a little far here. Martin was definitely a dick before he met Minerva.
1: That's true. A few things that Cake did with her body, I just wanted to exclaim on, was she was beating some of these zombies up. She formed a third arm out of her side yeah. and was beating them with three arms. I was like... That's really cool. She also, the the final one was that she made her head super big and then bit their heads off. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then when they were getting ready to go, like once PB picked them up, Cake got like this like hat on and stakes for hands. (laughs) I was like, at this point I'm like, that's like a really good hat. And it was almost (laughs) like, uh, I was like, I was like, Jay, "Has Jake ever done something this elaborate before?" <laughs> I mean, I know Jake does elaborate stuff, but this was pretty good. Um, and yeah, I mean, Huntress seems cool. I hope. I know there's a couple episodes left. I haven't seen them because I'm saving them, but I hope we. I like Huntress. I was like, I don't know this character as much, and they've come back a little bit in the background of this series. I was like, I want to watch some episodes with
0: them. Well, different versions of yeah. Okay, yeah, because Huntress definitely died in this episode. <laughs>
1: When, at uh, the hands of uh, the va-
0: vampire king, fucking like shot her with her own arrows.
1: Oh, really? I missed that. It, it was off camera. Oh,
0: but it like she's getting ready to like shoot the arrow with the gum on it to knock his crown off, and then the big explosion happens, and then the next time we see her, she's dead with her arrows like all stuck in her, like being carried by the vampire king.
1: Wow, um, really. <sighs> gruesome (laughs) um (laughs) then we can also go back to where dear sweet prismo is with the scarab prismo's still in his cube dude i saw some great cube graffiti today the cube play that fucking cube theme song the
0: cube unravel the the mystery it's a conspiracy it's the cube
1: Um, did you know I have a tattoo of a cube? Oh, really? Yeah. Do you want to explain it in detail? I've never done that on here. Have I? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, um, yeah. So Prisma is in this cube, right? And, uh, the scarabs like trying to find them and he's got now he's now he's getting called on his like pager thing. And we start seeing that like, there's a lot more crime scenes he can get with but he's still so he's so into this one cuz he wants to be prisma or whatever um and we see like the owl comes up for like profiteering is out of his head uh yeah i didn't
0: catch what the crime was
1: either and then uh and and prisma was like you should really get that man like trust me uh <laughs> And then he's like, he's like, yeah, well your plan of like just going through every multiverse in existence to find them is really a good one. And then he's like, Oh, you're right. Like I should just go to the crown here cause they'll have to come back for it. <coughs> Thanks. And then he gets zapped up by some entity we don't know. I, I imagine we're going to meet whatever council it is that oversees the scarab next. Yeah. <laughs> what is a uh, Prisma call him? Scrabby? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's good. If only we had a, uh, Kumail and um definitely
0: says crap that's he's he's been saying crap
1: okay cool um you know so we get that that was a fun scene I like I like seeing that again and then we go the other storyline in this I guess the B story would be the uh, um Marshall Lee and Gary going to Marshall's mom's house that's gonna kind of like mirror what's happening with Fiona and Cake where they're going to Find uh, Marceline and her dad, and then over here we've got Marshall Lee and his mom. Yeah. Um,
0: in the vampire world, it's it's not it's not a perfect analog because no. we don't actually get Hunt and Aberdeer like it, uh, Marceline's real dad. Yeah, who's we just assume I guess is absent, seeing as that the vampire king <clears throat> sort of stepped in as a surrogate dad.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, over there's five, I I mean, look, hey, I think we said this last time. I could just use a whole lot more Marshall Lee and Gary.
0: Yeah. It's they, like
1: they kiss. They kiss is it's kind of the best. I was like, I just want to, sp- I don't know why I just kind of want to spend more time in the original world with all those characters. Like if the whole series was in there, like that would have been disappointing, but also I think I really would have enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're there and we we get lots of really fun analogs because uh, Marshall Lee's mom is having some sort of party blood fundraiser, which is like a fun tongue in cheek thing uh, where they're raising blood. And then we get a lot more uh, appearances. Um, right off the bat, we get Ricardio. <laughs> Ricardio is in the series and he's still a heart. He was a heart guy.
0: I Yeah, I wasn't really sure what was going on there. But.
1: <laughs> because everybody else, like they turned the animals into humans. And like everyone's like kind of a normal human, right? Because all the magic is gone in this world. Yeah. But we still have got a heart guy running around. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pull up. Oh my god, dude! I can't wait till we get to do the episode on Ricardio the Heart Guy.
0: We're never gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna veto that. It'll wind up being the last episode we ever do.
1: <laughs> I love that you've already forgotten that we did do it. We didn't. Oh, we didn't. No. Oh, I thought we did it.
0: We did the second Ricardio episode.
1: We never did the first one? No. Dude, I, I try to put it on every time we put on HBO Max <laughs> with the listener. It's an ongoing bit I have with Eric, <laughs> which is I just want to watch more Ricardio. God, he's so weird. I hate oh, there Ricardio. He is. <laughs> okay. on, on our adventure time, someone posted Ricardio and just wrote, Ugh, Ricardio. I'll post it to the instant. this the chat uh, story.
0: Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like what's going on there? Oh, you know what it is?
1: What? Oh, is it a mascot? Yes. Um,
0: uh, cause they're doing a blood, blood drive. Thing. So they have like this woman dressed up as a heart. Okay.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that, a, there's a magic man hat. Yeah. Hey, I'm, uh, dude, can you do a good man? Sean's not here. We need him to do magic man. <laughs> Um,
0: we haven't seen magic man in a while.
1: I know I could really use some of him. Yeah. He's he's so, he's so curious. <laughs> um, okay. So then, yeah, do you want to talk more about what happens here at the thing? Oh, I like everyone is into Gary's food kingdom idea. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then, um, yeah, it's revealed that Marshall Lee, I guess, to get the lemon carbs over to Gary's Bakery, Marshall Lee like, made some sort of promise to his mom that like, he was ready to stop being a rock star and was ready to join the family business. Which-
0: yeah, which is like, this is sort of like when um, Marceline goes back to the nightosphere to like acquiesce to her dad to be like, all right, fine, I'll join you and do all your shit and none of my shit.
1: Um, and then there, the mirroring goes on because there's a fight going on with the, the King and Simon's getting all mad because he, he wasn't around to like help raise Marcy. And he's seeing the the, the, the how that harmed her. Yeah. And he, he jumps up and tells the uh, vampire King, you're a bad father. And then Gary jumps up and says to Marshall Lee's mom, you're a bad mother. Now, Simon, cool. You're in this like weird fucked up world with this guy who's killing. Cool. Gary, I feel like he's a little out of line here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you like just met her once and she was actually really nice and gave him a suit and was like, oh yeah, welcome. Really welcoming. And like, I was curious. i mean, like, does she know that Marshall's like queer? I don't know what's up or what's going on. Um, But it was like totally all good. And she was really nice. And then she was like, obviously like saying something like some things that weren't great, but it was like, I don't think it warranted that reaction. I know why they did it. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, you're meeting your like, like boyfriend's mom for the first time. Like kind of be cool about it. (laughs) Like know your place. If I was Marshall and my, I brought, I brought someone home to meet my mom and they did that. I'd be like, okay, yeah, she's being a dick, but you don't get to fucking say that. I'd be like, get out of here. That's what I would say. Um, but Hey, that's just me.
0: I think, I think, though, that um, Marshall was making these concessions for Gary. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was Gary's way of letting Marshall know that he didn't have to change all this shit and and do all this shit for his mom just just for Gary's benefit.
1: Sure, which is great. And that's all fine. I'm just saying. I'm still just unsure about
0: it. Oh, yeah. It was super dramatic. Yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) But that led to them kissing in the elevator going down.
0: Yeah, right as uh in vampire world marceline and princess and Bonnabel are falling to their deaths in an embrace yeah it's like so you kind of get the hint that there's been like some sexual tension <laughs> yeah for a long time between vampire world marceline and, and bonnabel uh and they get to that point where yeah pb is like it doesn't even fucking matter because all the humans are gone. You're going to run out of food and the world's going to end anyway. And it seems like they're both kind of accepting this. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well. Might as well just bang. Might yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Why> not? <laughs> yeah. Um, so as Gary and Marshall are blowing up their world in the the regular universe, the same thing's kind of happening. In Vampire World. They're all just like... Everyone's just like, fuck it. It's all gonna get destroyed anyway. Remember when Ricardio did this? Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> Sorry. I have Google Images pulled up over cardio. He's disgusting. Um, Yep, so that's what happens. And um, I want to talk... Uh, Marshall's fit is really cool. He's got his sneakers on with the um, suit. He also has the bites sort of on the side of his neck. Do you see that? There was one little... Maybe supposed to be a freckle or something. He's Um, got like a mole on his neck or something. Yeah. Um. His mom was like dressed really cool, like like the wide leg pants suit. Like I was like, that's hip. I like. She's doing
0: like some really like kind of silly dance moves the whole time. Like in conversation, she's like, like
1: (laughs) why? (laughs) I don't know what she's doing. I know it was kind of hard. I mean, she was. I think she just wants the best for Marshall, and Marshall is just kind of out getting drunk and like. Playing on the street, uh, so I could get the concern. Of yeah,
0: parent. I mean, she's got a lot of charisma. She's clearly a woman of ambition. Yeah, and yeah, Marcel has just kind of been bumming around.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that, again, like, she's not that off base, <laughs> I guess. But whatever, um, you know. Um, yeah. So then, uh, um Fiona Cake and Simon, like, Cake is gonna go get the, the, the crown they and then Fiona's like no they're wrestling and then like they accidentally break the mf remote but they're able to get one last thing out of it and uh they zap into a world we don't know where um in front of the vampire king who lets out my favorite piece of dialogue of the whole episode he's like i just saw something new <laughs> yeah. is that what he said yeah um wow i just saw something new <laughs> Which is hilarious. And is like, why don't I say that? But it's also like I was like, it's actually <laughs> like a like I'm like, yeah, I wish I was that um present. But it also is like kind of the perfect thing for like like if you're a king, like what actually has value to you if you have all the wealth everywhere and, and, and the land or whatever. It's like, wow, seeing a new phenomenon would do it for you. So it like made kind of sense to me. Yeah. Um yeah. Um, cake did a couple more fun things used her hands as power drills to drill a huge hole Um, we saw a glitch of one of the bombs turn into a thing of garlic um and i i totally glossed over uh that in the party for marshall lee's mom there was all these other people I'm like eric who's that, eric, who's that? and one person going like eric who's that and you're like it's toronto and i was like toronto and that really <laughs> delighted me seeing a human toronto yeah i don't
0: I don't know what his deal was, but... He didn't
1: seem as nefarious as our Toronto. <laughs> no. He he kind of wanted to just set up a meeting to talk about the the Candy Kingdom. And then when he calls him creepy, he's like pissed off, which I kind of get. Um, yeah. Was there a snail in this one? Did you see the snail? Did
0: you see the snail? Did you see it? No. I did not see the snail. Nick, did you see the snail?
1: No. I did look actually this time too. There were a couple scenes I was like, this would be a great spot for the snail. And I didn't.
0: I realized I was trained well because like every like opening yes, shot, I was yes. like, is it
1: a snail? Oh, it's probably not here. <laughs> yeah. Like there was one where it was like they were in the tank and like the first shot in the interior of the tank, I was like, where is it? Where is
0: it? Yeah. I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to get the snail like we usually do unless it's a character or remnants of a character.
1: Yeah. Um, should we do some plugs? Um, if you like this podcast, give us five stars on whatever app you're listening to, please. And then follow us over on Instagram, Adventure Guys Podcast, Twitter, Adventure Guys NY, TikTok, Adventure Guys Podcast. Got a lot of new followers, which is really exciting. Um, I wanted to extend that. We've been saying, if you have a business, a band, an Etsy shop, um, whatever you have, another podcast, we we're totally down and open to do ads on here if you want to pay us. Our rates are incredibly reasonable and negotiable. Um, even for trades for some people, should it make sense? So hit us up at did you see the mail at gmail.com. We now have 3,500 uh, Instagram followers, which is pretty shit damn cool. And we're that can be totally a part of this too, if you're trying to get your stuff out to some adventure time loving ska weirdos. So um <laughs> hit us up. Did you see the mail at gmail.com.
0: Okay, Miscellaneous Mania... Uh, this was written and storyboarded by Iggy Craig, Graham Falk, Jacob Winkler, Sonia Vaughn, and Marensdorf. Hmm. Directed by Ryan Shannon and Han Seng. With a story by Jack Pendarvis, Kate Sang, Hannah kinn Anthony Birch, and Adam Mudo.
1: Got a lot of people cranking on this one.
0: 22-minute episodes.
1: A lot more work to be done. Oh, we also forgot to mention, I mean this is some mislemania that uh Peppermint Butler comes back, but he's a tank. <laughs> yeah. And in here they're call on the the thing um the wiki they were calling him Peppermint Tank AI.
0: Yeah, he's he's a robot a robot.
1: Um so that's interesting.
0: But he has he has feelings because Bell punches the tank, leaves a dent, and he says, ouch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot going on there.
0: I Oh, I'm reading this book, and there was, like, an amazing quote about artificial intelligence and feelings. Let me... uh.
1: would love to, would love to get that.
0: I'm reading uh, Ancillary Justice by Anne Leckie, and, like, all these spaceships are, like controlled by artificial intelligence. So one of the humans is like ships have feelings and then the AI says but yes, of course. Without feelings, insignificant decisions become excruciating attempts to compare endless arrays of inconsequential things. It's just easier to handle those with emotions.
1: He said it again. <laughs> I I I heard it. I want to I want to wrap my brain around it.
0: Ships have feelings. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Without feelings, insignificant decisions become excruciating attempts to compare endless arrays of inconsequential things. It's just easier to handle those with emotions.
1: Wow. That's, that's, that's funny that that, that's what they came up to because you'd think emotions get in the way and if you could just make the most logical decision, it'd be, it'd be easy. But I see the logic in that where.
0: Right. Yeah. If you just, if, if you. I want
1: to go this way. A want is an emotion.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the, if an algorithm was having to like play out every possible scenario and calculation, like it would take fucking forever. (laughs) Yeah. just giving just giving a machine the ability to feel speeds things up <laughs> wow
1: insano mode yeah
0: that was a uh, that was like a hold on i gotta fucking stop and take stock of what, what i just read kind of moment yeah
1: <laughs> i love that that was great
0: um oh that was a uh, adventure guys book club oh you can learn something I haven't done that in a while. Are you reading any good books?
1: Um, yeah, behind you. Um, all right. I like, Does it sound cool when I talk off mic?
0: <laughs> no, it sounds really bad when you talk off mic. It's impossible. I'm from- back.
1: <laughs> um, look at this. I've got these five books going. And then I have just put a bunch over there that were kind of going. And I kind of quit a few. Um, I started doing this last year, and I'm never going to do it again. One book at a time for Nick. Um,
0: (laughs) I'm reading like four books at the same time right now.
1: Nice. I've got Jailbird by Kurt Vonnegut. I do one Kurt Vonnegut every year. It gets me back into reading. He's the GOAT. Um, 4,000 weeks of time management book. Don't feel like reading that right now. (laughs) Um, The War of Art. We talked about that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, The Artist Way. I'm starting Um, another art creativity book. I already started doing The Morning Pages, which is from that. You've heard of Morning Pages? No. Get up in the morning, first thing you do, no matter what, three full pages, handwritten, brain dump. Gets you out of your mind, uh, gets it all out, and lets you just get on with your day and your mind. So it's actually just like a good therapeutic technique, and then it's also like, you you could come up with cool things and ideas, and it just gets your brain moving, and stop circling thoughts. Hmm. Um, And then, Killers of the Flower Moon, someone told me to get this book like two and a half years ago. I found it out on the street Eight months ago, read a couple, read a third of it, lost it, ordered it again, read some more <laughs> of it, never finished it, and then saw the movie uh, <laughs> oh you
0: saw the movie yeah I
1: was just like fuck it
0: was it in a theater next to the Taylor Swift movie so you couldn't hear anything that was going on <laughs> is that a thing that's happening yeah these fucking incels are complaining about like their true cinema experience is ruined because there's just a bunch of Swifties in the next theater that are yelling the whole time
1: that's really funny um, <laughs> that did not happen to me <laughs> I love
0: that I'm 100% gonna see the Taylor Swift movie before I see the Scorsese
1: movie <laughs> uh, I'd go see the Taylor Swift movie with you yeah, sure. Should we do Adventure Guys? Remember we did the Beau is Afraid episode. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> How could we forget the the landmark Bowes Afraid? Like the we've we've only ever covered two films, right? Strange behaviors. Strange behavior. <laughs> the, the god weird eighties horror movie and Bowes Afraid. Scorsese loved Beau is Afraid, by the way. Um, Everyone
0: should love Bo's Afraid. I know,
1: but they did not. <laughs> um, I will say what's really fun about the Scorsese thing is, is that there are people... It's like... He was hating on the Marvel shit because he, you know... And he was, like, talking about the effects it had on cinema, uh, cinema. Everyone on, like, Twitter and everything was, like, telling him, like, he's, like, pretentious and we don't like you. Then... I don't know if you followed this. His daughter, who's, like, a teenager, late teenager uh because i guess he had him when he was was old she's on tiktok and is like getting him on tiktok and it's really adorable content (laughs) it's really fun to watch (laughs) and um and people and then people are starting to be like yeah this movie is boring forever and it's like circling back now where people are sort of like wait we like scorsese's like kind of the best living filmmaker like wait and he's like really cute like wait, we love him. Like, he's kind of right about like the way that superhero movies have done. So it's like people are coming back around. It's funny to see the, the internet do a bit of a, um, a full circle kind of a thing on it. Um, I saw it. Um, and I was too hungover <laughs> to be appreciated. I was hungover and I was coming home and I was like, well, I wanted to record today. All I wanted to do was demo. I want to show Eric some new songs on Tuesday I was really hungover. I was like, well, this is a time to treat myself and have fun. I should go do the movies. And I was like, oh, I want to see Killers of the Flower Moon. And then I sat down. And I was like, yeah, this is a long movie, right? Like two hours and change. And then I pull open my phone. And it's like three and a half hours. I was like, oh, it's so long. <laughs> yeah. And I'm watching it. And like, I heard of one review talking about, like, you know, in these like long movies, they'll, they'll be like, like, like Goodfellas or whatever. It starts out fun and then it, go then things go bad yeah killers of the flower moon it starts off fucked from the beginning it's like dark and sad and depressing and it just like never lets up and i was like i fell asleep for a time then i was watching it and i was like i'm already in a bad mood because i'm too hungover, and i'm just like grappling with my life and now (laughs) this movie's on i was like it was pretty good but it was not uh maybe the way to see that movie first time um but anyway yeah um
0: yeah it's uh it's 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 a few a few rungs down on my list of movies to see yeah have you have you seen the a24 remaster of uh stop making sense yes i wanted i wanted to catch that i haven't but it was i feel like i'm on the i'm on the precipice of my talking heads era
1: dude if you go see the show it'll do it that's what's gonna do it i'll go see it again i think marijuana to go see it um it is i mean it's, it is one of those things cuz it's a kind of hyped right has it been hyped to you not really okay well then you're in a great place to see i just
0: it. i didn't really know anything about talking heads for a long time and then i did monitors for a talking heads tribute band and i was like this is fucking great
1: <laughs> yeah and they're just i don't know it's just one of those things where it's it's so genuinely weird and idiosyncratic but undeniably good at the same time. Dude, you would love that. I saw it and I was like in a weird mood that day. Um, it'd be fun to go see it again. Uh, it's, it's amazing. I won't say anything else, but I think you'll like it.
0: Yeah. I kind of dig the, uh, the concert film comeback. Yeah. Beyonce's got one coming out too, I think.
1: Yeah. I wonder if they timed up the stop making sense one with knowing when the Taylor Swift one was going to come. But I guess probably not. Um, I saw an I saw an IMAX where they had like a
0: because
1: mm. on, t- on Tuesdays they do five dollar IMAX movies. Oh shit! Where at AMT. So I went to Kipps Bay with a uh, few buddies and we saw it. Oh, over there. Okay, yeah. It was like a nine o'clock, a nine thirty movie on a Tuesday, which was like kind of late, uh, but it was awesome. Um, yeah, and then. Do we want to do any more Miscellany Mania?
0: <laughs> we didn't do any Miscellany Mania yet.
1: We kind of did. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's pretty good.
0: <laughs> um,
1: oh, there is a Hambo uh, car pennant on uh, Marshall Lee's car.
0: Van. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing that. That's fun. Oh, that's... Okay. So, in episode two, Simon Petrikoff... Uh, when Simon calls Marceline, they were, uh, they were talking about like how she would have been fine without him. And that's for sure proven wrong in this episode that like Marceline needed Simon to shepherd her through the apocalypse in order to not become a fucking vampire villain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't feel like doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do, uh, the rabbit hole be- what <laughs> you're like? Stop doing an Adventure Time thing to go do the stupid YouTube thing. <laughs> well, okay. If you got good, if you got some other good, uh, um, you know, me go for it.
0: I'm I'm just reading it right now in real time.
1: I looked at it and I was like, oh, cool. Wilco was on Jimmy Kimmel. I'm, now I'm just on YouTube. <laughs> also, the uh, Nirvana they had a uh, Dave Grohl, Kirk Noselic and Uh, Steve Albini on uh, the Conan podcast I saw a fun clip of that that was good Conan just I like Conan I'm gonna say something controversial I like Conan O'Brien (laughs) okay sorry I'm taking you off track.
0: does Steve Albini have anything interesting to say he's got he's got some uh,
1: he's always got fun takes like it's gonna be you know what I mean like you know you can get some some good uh, you're gonna get some good something to chew on
0: there was his his weird merch cut pretentiousness thing when that whole saga was going on. yeah, I don't even remember what he said. I'd never just been like, this. he was like, Oh, you guys know you can negotiate. Oh yeah. This. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and Jeff is like, not everyone is fucking like Nirvana's like recording engineer dog. <laughs> he,
1: he did say, he was like, we did negotiate it. Right.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but did you see that? I, I'm pretty sure I sent it to you when Steve Albini was like, there's nothing less punk than Steely Dan. Fuck those guys. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: That's pretty great. Um, yeah, he ta- He had a really good, really, really cool quote, actually, in the clip that they posted, the first teaser clip, where Conan is, like, talking about the punk rock guilt that Nirvana must have felt because they got so big. And Steve Albini goes on this whole thing where he's like, I don't think that really exists for actual punk rockers. He was like, he's like, the thing is, is like, I think Nirvana's fans just wanted them to be big. And Dave Grohl was like, I was, like, sleeping on... Kurt's couch like I would have loved to have my own apartment like they're like it just happened over a course of 18 months it was really hard and Steve Albini was saying how no one like if you have a really good punk band no one really cares if like if you get like we want you to be big cool he's like the problem is is everyone who then swoops in and just tries to sound like Nirvana in order to cash in and get famous he's like that shit is lame and and I was like oh that's kind of actually a cool it's not that like that's a cool way of saying it. It's like, if you're just, cause like Nirvana didn't like, they weren't like it, that, that should explode it. They didn't necessarily make that album with never mind with like, we're going to be the biggest band like Conan said on there, someone at Geffen told him that they were selling so many CD, Like They only like did 50 CD thousand CDs the first week and had a projection of like 250,000 lifetime for that album. Uh, Geffen. And they said that in a couple of weeks, like Geffen had to stop producing other CDs. And just produce Nevermind to keep up with the demand. <laughs> Isn't is that crazy? Goddamn.
0: CDs. Yeah. Um, How much did the CD cost back then?
1: Okay, it's 94, right? Never 91. Mind. Nevermind? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 91. Um, Yeah, I forgot. Um, 1991, CV price. CD. 15 $20 in the
0: 90s. Well, by the late 90s. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I remember paying like you know eighteen dollars for CDs at Tower Records in like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, when I was a kid and didn't know any better.
1: Yeah, what other was was um was that the main was was CDs the main thing in ninety one, or was it still cassettes?
0: Cassettes were definitely Huge. happening. Yeah, I
1: wonder if it says on the. Oh man, this, nevermind. I opened the Nevermind Wikipedia. It's just going to be a disaster. Uh-huh.
0: I, I, uh, I seem to have this in my mind Is 1988, the year I was born, was the first year that CDs outsold vinyl. Mm. I don't know if that's true.
1: That's some good miscellaneous mania. <laughs> the compact disc. Hmm. 1988. That was the year the CD-ROM was created. That's interesting. All right. We're not going to get to the bottom of this right now, but that's cool. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole. I'll just save everyone the uh, fucking time. That we just did. Um, but I, I, was in, I was interested in it because it's just the star. You know you could get some weird shit that way.
0: It's, uh, it, it's a tarot card reference. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, Which goes back to all the stakes episodes.
1: It's also a song sung by Mariah Carey five years ago. <laughs> and some new um, animated movie from 2017. Not new. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Um, anything else you want to say, Eric, before we log off?
0: Um,
1: I don't know. We said enough. We said a lot today. <laughs> um, is there any mail? Did we get any mail? No. Nope, just lots of notifications that ain't nobody got time for. Okay, um, have a good week, everyone. Listen to Book of Spells and Many Words, and uh, we'll talk to you later.
0: Peace out, y'all.